0: The podcast about
1: engagements and relationships and weddings.
0: It's a really nice NPR voice. I'm practicing. What are you practicing for?
1: This is my podcast voice.
0: <laughs> I, learned,
1: <laughs> I learned recently <laughs> that podcasting is mostly a white male activity, and that the NPR voice is a
0: White male voice? His uh, uh, gendered and
1: racial dominance.
0: Is that sort of like the like old-timey movie star voice that was also a British sounding?
1: Mm-hmm. Everyone in Star Wars has a British accent because English people are more powerful than other people, non-white people.
0: Interesting, very interesting. Nigel is finding it interesting as he creeps closer and closer to the microphone.
1: Maybe you can hear him.
0: Maybe not. <laughs> of course he shuts up right when you put him here. <sighs> it is almost a hundred degrees. I'm dying currently, having just gone outside.
1: Yes, it is very hot. I might melt by the end of this Yeah. We'll see.
0: I feel like I've already melted. Can you tell how enthusiastic and active we are on this day? The Mm -hmm. hottest day of the summer? Okay,
1: I'm going to step out of this voice and try to pump it up. Okay. Ready?
0: Yeah, let's get pumped!
1: Okay, hello and welcome. Here we are in Brooklyn, it is sizzling. You You could go outside and fry an egg on the street. Ho ho! That was all I had. That was all I had. To
0: do. <laughs> that was, was everything depleted. you got. I was depleted. Oh man. Okay, what are we what are we doing lately? We just got back from several vacations. We're getting back into the groove of doing laundry and cleaning our house and doing cooking and all sorts of stuff.
1: It turns out that stuff is
0: boring. It is kinda of boring when it juxtaposed with exciting vacation adventures.
1: There's just so much stuff in an apartment, in a house. There's so much stuff. When you're traveling, you don't really carry around all your worldly possessions. Yeah. So you don't notice that they're all over the place or you, when you have to put things away.
0: Should we Mari our house?
1: I don't know what that means.
0: Mari is like, well, first of all, it's the name of a person, but people use it as a verb. Uh, she has the like magical something-something of tidying up, it's a book, where you take out everything you own, and you put it in a big pile, and then you hold everything and see if it sparks joy, and if it doesn't spark joy, you get rid of it.
1: Sounds terrible. I wouldn't have any forks.
0: <laughs> but you should get forks that spark joy for you. Ugh,
1: I have to get new forks?
0: I guess. The idea is, like most of your possessions, you like hold on to for reasons like it was a gift, and I feel bad getting rid of it. Or
1: yeah, it's more. I'm sure clothes and yeah. decorations and books. And yeah,
0: whatever. clothes are a big part of it. Like papers, obviously, you can't get rid of if they don't spark joy. So you have to like file them. I mean, in like my passport. Way. Yeah. Uh uh-huh.
1: <laughs> Although
0: it, my passport sparks joy. The name
1: sounds a lot like Katamari, What's which that? is a video game. Where you are a bunch of tiny microscopic aliens, and you roll up this ball that uh, attracts stuff. So you go to Earth, and then you roll this ball around, and it, things get stuck on it. Mm-hmm. And then you just, each level is you roll this ball around, collecting junk until it gets really big.
0: That's weird.
1: It's but a, also but
0: like kind of appropriate, in terms of an opposite...
1: It's a crazy, like Japanese game that uh, is like a metaphor for consumerism. Where you start as this little guy in like a cabinet or a bedroom or something, and you collect like pencils and erasers and you add it onto this ball, and eventually you get big enough where you can like go outside the house and you start collecting like shrubs and dogs and balls and stuff, and then it, like as you go on, it gets bigger and bigger. You're just, like, consuming stuff for no purpose, That's, just to get bigger.
0: That sounds like the, the Yang to the Ying of Kanmari.
1: hmm
0: I don't think either would work for us. <laughs> rampant consumerism or rampant minimalism is too much.
1: I attempted to run both air conditioners at once, and he told me not to.
0: What does that have to do with anything?
1: To, so, like, use everything up. Um, I'm using up the world.
0: Yeah. I think we should only use the air conditioner that's currently in the room that we are currently in. If we move out of this room, we should turn the other one on and turn this one off. Okay.
1: What are we going to talk about? Registries.
0: Consumerism. Gifts. Not GIFs. Presents.
1: So, what's the deal with a registry? You, the old timey registry is. For what? To, because you never live together, and you're moving into a house together, and you need a bunch of house stuff for your new house. You need, you need china, you need dishes, you need...
0: Sheets and towels? And a kitchening mixer?
1: And... So I guess typically you would never, you would not have this stuff because you'd be living with your parents or whatever.
0: Yeah. You'd be like 19 and you never lived on your own. So you never needed your own stuff.
1: All right. Jump to the present. <laughs> and everyone's living together. And I, I've lived in like 7 million apartments. I've lived with many different people. Uh, roommates. You and I have lived together with other people. You and I have lived together alone, and like we've been living in this apartment together over for... four years. Yeah. So, what are we gonna What are we gonna ask for?
0: Yeah, I mean, so there's so many like etiquette rules around giving presents and asking for presents. Like, I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast before, but my family is super into Christmas, and you, in my family, you create a list of all the things that you want for Christmas, and then people buy you things off of that list. When Luke first came to Christmas at my parents' house, he was very perplexed about this whole situation.
1: It's a lot of pressure.
0: But, like, your family doesn't do lists at all. It's like, you're... If you're going to give them a present, you just get them something you think they'll like. You don't ask them what they want. In typical situations, when someone's going to buy you a present for an occasion, like, they don't know what you want. They just kind of make a guess. And for weddings, for some reason, we have this, like, registry thing where you're allowed to make a list of all the things that you want. But that comes with, like, a territory and people feel like you're gift grabby because you're asking for it, demanding for lots of things or expensive things or things that other people don't value as much as maybe you value, or there's a lot of like judgments. People like to throw around the word tacky a lot. Mm -hmm. So I think it kind of harkens back to how people deal with other gift giving occasions. If you already are comfortable with the idea of asking for things for gift giving occasions.
1: Seems very uppity and nosy to Judge people on their registry.
0: Oh my god! Go on any wedding, uh, like message board, on the internet, and it's all judgment about people's registries. Wow,
1: the registry. So correct me if I'm wrong. I take it as really, you can give somebody cash if you feel like it. If you feel like, then so then typically you like give a card. A lot of people have like those. Bird cages or whatever. Now, and you like stick your card in there and has a check. Uh, if you don't want to do that, then you can give a regular gift. And if you don't know, if you either don't know what you want to get them, or you want to get them a certain thing like uh, like pans or sheets, and you want to see which specific one they might want or uh, if they already have it if somebody else is already getting it so that, like, you don't get something, you don't get, like, the exact same thing that somebody else is getting them. So, like, the couple doesn't end up with, the what's the classic thing, like, four toasters or whatever. Yeah. And so then you can use that as a guide. Yeah. So it's a service for you, jerks.
0: Yeah, but those jerks love to make judgments about you.
1: As I learned from Betty Draper, don't count other people's money. That doesn't really apply here, but I just thought I'd mention it.
0: <laughs> Life lessons from Luke via Betty Driver. So, uh, that's the point I was trying to make with the, like, asking for stuff. Because some people don't do registries at all. hmm Which I, frustrates the hell out of yeah, me as a that, guest.
1: Isn't that very, uh, doesn't that make it very hard for you to give anything other than cash?
0: Yeah. Which is sometimes their reasoning for not putting together a registry. But there are some people, like, you know, there are different love languages. Everybody has a different way of showing that they love you. Uh, Mine is acts of service and quality time. Um, But some people's are gifts. And those people are going to go to your wedding and they're going to bring you a physical gift, whether or not you had a registry or not. So it's sort of like you're... You're leaving the door open for this person to buy you something that you absolutely hate or can't return or already have or can't use, etc. Uh,
1: I mean, a lot of those people are going to ignore your registry anyway, aren't they?
0: I don't think so. I feel like they, m- most people, at least it's like ubiquitous enough now that they are going to try to get you something that you want. But if you don't give them any guidance, then they're just going to get you something that... They think you want. Uh huh.
1: So we have a thing where we've been settled in here for a little while in this apartment, and uh, when we move somewhere else, like hopefully, uh, hopefully bigger. Uh, like when you when you envision like moving, may, like either moving out of the city or moving to a neighborhood where we can afford a bigger place, or I don't know what, but then it's like a different context where I can't really, there's stuff that I would like to have, but I don't get for myself because we can't, we can't store it
0: here. Yeah. we have literally no storage space to the point where when fall comes around, we're going to take our air conditioners and we're going to put them in the trunk of our car and we're going to drive them three hours north and we're going to store them in my parents' garage.
1: So there's no, like, uh, it's a catch-22 where, like, there's stuff that I could ask for on a registry, but then, like, it's stuff that I would already be getting for myself, but I don't have anywhere to put it. So if I ask other people to get it for me, then what am I going to do with it? Yeah. You know? Like, I want it, but there's a reason why I didn't get it for myself.
0: Yeah. I mean, there are a few things... That I think we would never buy for ourselves, but it would be really nice to have. And those things are hard to justify spending money on. Like um, like a nice serving ware. Like I would really love like a, like a nice big serving bowl or like tray or platter. when we have dinner parties to like put our food on. So it's not like in a plastic baking dish. But uh,
1: well, like where would we put it?
0: I don't know. But I think there are certain things that I think would be nice to get as part of our wedding. Also, just, like, because we know we want to keep them forever, and it's nice to have physical things that remind you of the person who gave it to you, and the, like, moment and occasion they gave it to you for. Like, my mom still has stuff that her grandmother gave her for her wedding, and the grandmother, like specifically said I'm going to get you this brand of food processor and I'm going to get you this brand of blender because I know that they're really good brands and literally my mom still uses them 30 years later mm-hmm. they're still going strong so like she thinks about like how specific her granny was about like I have you have to get these brands of things because I know that they're good and she was right
1: mm-hmm. uh, I get that but I think that in today's world, most things you get are designed not to last that long.
0: Yeah. So it's about, like, asking for things that are really expensive. Because
1: mm-hmm.
0: you want quality. I just... Which we also would never pay for.
1: I just read a thing about uh, light bulbs and how when they first came out with light bulbs, like, the, the first mass-produced light bulbs, they lasted so long that nobody bought new light bulbs. So they had to... The light bulb industry put in a like 10,000 hour minimum, like industry minimum, which means all of them just made their light bulbs so that they would break after 10,000 hours or whatever. Weird. So that you'd have to buy more light bulbs all the time. Because otherwise, you would buy like one set of light bulbs and then the company would go out of business.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess that makes sense. And I don't necessarily condone it because I feel like people appreciate quality and whatever. But. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, you definitely need to do your research in terms of, like, picking specific things and not just, like, throwing anything on the list.
1: So people also, these days, uh, to get around that kind of stuff where, uh, like, physical objects is they do the honeymoon uh, regis- registry registry where they list, about like, activities or experiences and how much it costs and you can uh, like, basically contribute cash, but then, like, uh, nominally it goes to, like, improving their honeymoon or, like, uh, like a house fund, like down payment on a house fund, yeah, kind of thing, like, People... where it's basically giving cash, but it's, like, they're showing you what it's for instead of, like, for Vegas. Yeah, it's,
0: like, a, it has a purpose. It's also, um... Nice when, especially if the are honeymoon fund, you feel like you're purchasing something specific. Mm-hmm. Especially, it's nice on both sides of the coin because the gift giver feels like, I gave you, like, a bottle of champagne or I gave you a, like, higher balloon ride or something, uh, like, well, tangible. Yeah. Um, and then the gift receiver has something very specific to like, thank the person for, right. and you can show them pictures, or you can, like, show them a video. You can, like, be more specific about your interaction with you them. Make about a connection,
1: you can make a connection through your unbounded cash.
0: Yeah. So, like, it, it gives both sides of the coin, like, something to hold on to when really you're giving them something amorphous. Right. But, um...
1: We also went to a wedding where uh, you could give cash on the registry for stuff for the wedding. Like, uh, if if enough people gave money and it met, like, this certain total, then they could come out in a horse-drawn carriage.
0: Yeah. That kind of stuff. Yeah, that was a destination wedding, so I'm not sure if that was, like, part of the like, yeah, whole package at the resort. They it's easier that. with that where you can, like,
1: they have it available already. You don't have to, like, rent it yourself.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't really, I don't agree with the idea of registering for something that, um, is for the wedding itself personally.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Uh, because one, some people don't give you gifts until after the wedding happens. Mm-hmm. Two, lots of people will give you gifts, not lots, but some people will give you gifts that aren't attending the wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and three, it feels very transactional. Like, I know there's an idea of a, a gift to the wedding couple is sort of covering the cost that it was to host you. Whether or not that's actually true, because a lot of wedding costs have increased uh, immensely, and wedding gifts have not caught up to that. But there is some sort of idea of that.
1: And a lot of us are going to each other's weddings.
0: Yeah, so if you feel like, oh, I am going to have a... wedding for 150 people, but I can really only afford a $15,000 wedding for 100 people, I'll just ask on the registry for people to contribute extra money. Like, it just, I feel like you shouldn't be planning a party that you can't afford outright. So it
1: feels to you like they're paying for their own seats. Yes,
0: exactly. Exactly. And that makes me really uncomfortable, and I feel like it would make guests feel uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a cultural thing, I guess. Like, I wouldn't have a problem with it if it was just, like, uh, all the way normalized where, like, you didn't bring gifts, but you were supposed to pay for your seat.
0: Oh, that would be weird to me.
1: I mean, I don't think we should do it. No.
0: Because yeah, I everyone's like going it. to think
1: it's weird, but I wouldn't really have a problem with that.
0: No, I do. So what do you feel about the honeymoon registry?
1: uh I think that's nice um the we we would definitely have to know like f- pretty far ahead of time where we where we were going specifically and uh what like
0: activities we were doing. enhancements
1: we could ask for as gifts
0: yeah I mean. For us, at least, we're not going to go on the honeymoon right after the wedding, and I think that the honeymoon registry doesn't work as well if you're not going to do that. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I mean, there. it's it's best if you can set it up where it's, like, uh, contribute $60 for, like, the honeymoon suite for one night or whatever, uh, but then, like, you have to know, the couple has to know where the place is and how much that actually costs and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm... I don't know if it's, uh, there are some people that do just like honeymoon fund where you just like pay to the fund, which is the same thing as the house fund, basically. Uh, but I don't know how you feel about that. It's kind of like more vague and less
0: interesting. I think the um, the benefits on both sides for having a honeymoon fund or any sort of experiential uh, registry is that it gives a specific tangible item to an intangible, like money amount. Mm -hmm. So if you're not going to have that, if you're going to have just like a generic cash fund or a generic house fund or a generic honeymoon fund, then you kind of lose the point of it. Yeah. So at that point, and what I think we're going to end up doing, I think you should just register for some physical items for those people who definitely are going to give you physical items. and. Like have a really small registry and when it's full, then they're going to be like, well, I waited too long, I'll give them cash and they'll Mm -hmm. write you a check.
1: So what's, uh, yeah. How do you feel about small registries, big registries? I saw there are people that like register for stuff and then if all of it gets taken, then they add more
0: stuff. Yeah. I can see how like you and I are going to put together a registry pretty soon. And I can see how our needs might change over the course of the year. We might add stuff as, you know, time goes on. Um, Also, like, people have showers. People have bridal showers where you never bring cash. You always bring a physical gift. So, Mm -hmm. and the, the couple may not know how many people are coming to those showers until they happen. So, it may be that your entire registry sells out before your wedding even happens. And so, at that point, I could see how you would want to add a few more physical items.
1: Uh, Ugh. But... I'm yawning from the heat.
0: Not because I'm boring? No. Uh... So, that's, I think, the best strategy for people who don't need a lot of stuff, or want a lot of stuff, or want to encourage people to give cash.
1: Yeah, it's weird. Uh, since we don't have, uh, a clear plan of like how long we want to stay in this place. Like if you're definitely staying in the place that you're living for a long time, or you're definitely like wanting to like buy your own house and, uh, do that in the short term. Like it could be any of those, I guess. In terms of, like, planning for uh, what things people can help us get, it's a little bit
0: harder. And I also think that you and I are both, like, very saving-oriented. Like, we don't—we feel bad about spending a lot of money on things. So, like, we've never bought a new couch. (laughs) We've only bought used couches. Couches are
1: so expensive.
0: I know, but we spend, like, an inordinate amount of time on that couch. So, if there was anything we were going to, like, buy a, like, quality, like, piece of furniture, it'd be the couch or the bed.
1: So, here's the thing with stuff like that is, like, those things are so expensive, and I feel like it's so much work to find one that's good like in terms of it fits your space you like the way it looks and you like the way it feels when you sit in it or lay in it it's so much work and then you pay so much and then i feel like you immediately it just like blends into the room
0: and you forget about it yeah yeah
1: like it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't seem like wow, this is so much better than the one that I could have gotten for free or
0: whatever. Yeah. Well, I'm just, uh, we need to, if we're going to get cash and we're not going to register for a couch, that means that like we need to give ourselves permission to buy ourselves a new couch that feels like it's too expensive to purchase. When
1: people buy cou- couches, they're like $600, aren't they?
0: Yeah, but you can do like group gifting. You know, people contribute a hundred dollars towards a couch, and six people will buy you a couch.
1: Well, that seems sadder to me than six hundred dollar gifts. Why? I don't know. Because then it's like, then it like it. That's uh, closer to, uh, like everyone can contribute to the honeymoon. Everyone can um. contribute to a couch.
0: Uh, well, so like,
1: so six different people got me this couch.
0: Well, in at least in my family, like for um, bridal showers especially, uh, we would tend to kind of group together and buy like some of the nicer stuff off the registry. Wow. So, like, I personally could not afford to buy anyone a KitchenAid mixer, but I would go in with like four of my aunts and my mom and we would each pay an amount towards this KitchenAid mixer, and then she would get it from all of us.
1: Yes, that idea does not seem weird to me at all in any other gift-giving, except you said that whole thing about... The couch? Uh, you, no, you said that whole thing about, like, it should be an individual person, and, like, the uh, the connection that you can make with, like, I'm am a I'm giving this, and it's not, like, a share of something...
0: Yeah, but, like, a couch is, like, a physical item, going in together on a physical item is still, like, you can tell that person, thank you for this couch, we use it every day. Mm -hmm. Nigel loves laying on it upside down. Here's a picture of him laying upside down on this new couch. Mm
1: -hmm. But then you're going to send that to all six people.
0: Well, I would say it differently. I would pose him in different upside down positions. Right. You know, like that seems easier to me than like thanks for contributing to this house that we're gonna buy at some point in the future.
1: I would never like what what how much stuff can you put on a registry? I would never think you could put something like that on a registry because if I saw something like that on a registry, I'd be like, this person's crazy.
0: Well, the other good thing about putting stuff on a registry is lots of registries will give you completion coupons. So after your wedding. If you didn't get something purchased for you off your registry, you could then buy it for yourself at a discount. So you can put big things like that on there. And if no one buys it, no big. Now we have 10% off.
1: Uh huh. I mean, if I saw something on a registry that was more than like $300, that would, that would like really stand out to me. It'd be like really crazy.
0: I feel like more than $500 would be my threshold.
1: Wow. Uh, there are lots of different layers to this.
0: Yeah, I mean... Because I think
1: that's, like... I think that is really tacky.
0: <laughs> I knew you were going to say the word tacky. You can't talk about registries without talking about tackiness. Everybody's got judgments, man.
1: That's the... That's where I think it's weird if you put, like, really, really big-ticket things on that, uh... Like, I don't know, it it seems weird to me for a wedding to, like, go in on gifts together. I don't know why, because I support it in any other gift-giving circumstance. But then, so given that, uh, I think you should be putting stuff on your registry that a one- to two-person unit can afford afford to give you and is like appropriate for them to give you. And if you're putting stuff on that's like as a family unit only like parents would give you this, then I don't think you should put it on.
0: Okay. So
1: it's it's just like a different paradigm of like like you can buy a you can buy like a set of bakeware that's like just you gave this gift or you can buy like a sixth of a couch. And it's like no different for people that think about it differently than me, I
0: guess. (laughs) Different strokes for different folks, man.
1: Well, I hope you finished your registries by now. I hope this gave you definitive answers on everything you were looking for.
0: Yeah. We're really experts in this, this field. Do you have anything else to add? Don't, guys, don't register at individual stores. That's such a pain in the ass as a wedding guest. Just, like, get, one of, get an Amazon registry. Get a Universal registry. We're using Zola.
1: I mean, you can register at, like, Macy's or Target.
0: Yeah, but don't register at Macy's and Target and Bed Bath & Beyond. Why not? Because that's so many different places to go and look and compare at what you have on each... Registry, and oh. figure out what you want to buy them.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you. Hopefully, it would look ridiculous to you when you were putting on your invitation. I'm registered at.
0: Well, you don't put it this on place your and that
1: place don't you?
0: No, you're never supposed to put anything about gifts on your invitation.
1: So, how do people know where you're registered? Uh,
0: so, before wedding websites, uh, it was supposed to be word of mouth, oh. which is fucking annoying. Uh, and now that there are wedding websites, you're technically, uh, Miss Manners says you're allowed to put it on there.
1: So here's something about that is I went to a wedding. We, yeah, we, we went to a wedding together that I just forgot to get a gift because it didn't say it on there. And then like two weeks before the wedding, I was like, uh, did we get them a gift? Oh, we didn't get them a gift. We got to get something. And then... I just like Googled their names and registry and then found their registry and it was all empty by then because it wasn't like mentioned anywhere.
0: But you don't, you're not supposed to mention anywhere. I've literally never seen an, an invitation that has it on there.
1: I guess you're, so you, you like have a link to your website Web- yeah. and then you like regi- your registry is there. Uh.
0: I know. Isn't that annoying? like you're supposed to tell people what you want them to get you but like not tell them where to look for it it's like this weird like cat and mouse like coy like i'm not being gift grabby but get me this exact set of silverware
1: you might as well just give them an invitation and say here's come to my wedding it's 100 dollars a ticket
0: <laughs> isn't there a restaurant in chicago where you have to like pay a cover to get in or something or pay yeah, for a reservation
1: they don't uh they don't do reservations or ordering from a menu anymore. You just, like, you buy a ticket, and it's, for, like, for a certain time, and they give you the stuff that they give you. And because the reservation service, it was so popular, Al- Alinea in Chicago. The reservation was so popular, and people were, like, making reservations and then selling their reservation to other people. Fuck! And... Uh, they just got rid of all of that and just did tickets like a concert.
0: That's so crazy. Should we have tickets for a wedding?
1: No, because everyone's gonna think it's weird. You just have to participate in this, like, flawed cultural institution. That doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah. Should we just solo?
1: I don't... I, I enjoy a lot of the other parts. This is just, like, a weird part that doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah. Gifts are, like, very charged they are very charged things to talk about and everybody has their own value system and they love to judge you for making different value judgments on physical objects or money or asking for money or not asking for money or ugh, never win
1: real talk a bunch of these people you're never going to see again in your life though wedding is the last time you'll see them
0: it's a depressing sunday morning
1: tune in next week when we talk about how your wedding is the death of your childhood
0: Oh god, this is sad. We've been having a sad few episodes. We gotta think of a happier topic for next week.
1: Uh flower flower girls.
0: Okay. We'll we'll workshop that. Okay. Well, I hope this was helpful for you guys. If you have registry questions Or or more likely you can tell
1: us how to do it the right way.
0: Yeah, or comments about how we're really tacky. Uh, we know, we're pretty tacky. But if you want to comment on it, feel free to email us at we wedopodcast at gmail.com. Uh, rate and subscribe on iTunes, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye.
1: This has been We Do on the Luke and Megan Podcast Network.